When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now, here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business, where we're putting the business back into lady business. Today, I have on a very exciting guest. I know that you all will be super excited too, because if you're not currently wearing her jewelry, which I am, or some of her houseware products are using her amazing salts, you will be after this. So today we have on Jennifer Fisher, who is the founder of Jennifer Fisher Jewelry, Soon to be just Jennifer Fisher, as it should. She's a brand in and of herself. Welcome. Hi, girl. Thanks Hi. for having me. No, we're so, I'm so excited to have you because I know I have so many friends who are such massive fans of yours and like in LA and in New York. In fact, one of them told me like she was in the store and you were across the room in LA and she was like, I was too scared to say hi. I was like, Pilar. Everyone needs to say hi. Like I know, I know. I get messages and they're like, I saw you at this restaurant. I didn't want to say hi. Like, say hi. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is why (laughs) I want you on. So everyone understands how personable you are and how you grew this business from nothing with an idea and are turning it into an empire for your whole family. And I love it so much. Um, So let's start there. Let's start with like how you started the company and why you started the company. So I had a career before I was a jewelry designer. I was a wardrobe stylist in LA. I studied business marketing at USC. I thought I wanted to be a publisher of a magazine, uh, but I started doing internships when I was in college. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I'd be on the, you know, the ad side, you know, entering numbers for the publisher and I'd be watching the clothing racks go by. And I'm like, this is, I need to be over there, <laughs> not over here. So I got into wardrobe styling. I had friends that worked for directors in LA and I, I ended up becoming a commercial wardrobe stylist. I worked for a little bit for Aaron Spelling on one of his TV shows. So in costume design, and I just always loved clothes. I always loved fashion. And that took me in that direction for about 10 years in LA. And I met this great guy, Kevin in New York, when I was here for a trip with one of my girlfriends and uh, we started dating and I ended up moving to New York. Kevin and I ended up together as any of you guys know who follow me, Mr. Coffee. And he, <laughs> he proposed to me, actually he didn't propose to me. I got sick. I, I got diagnosed with something called a desmoid tumor on my left chest wall. And I think it's from scar tissue from my breast implants that I got in 1997. It's like one in 500,000 soft tissue sarcomas is one of these. It's not technically cancer. It's a soft tissue sarcoma. It's not breast cancer. Um, it's basically a keloid scar on the, in, on the inside of your body that turns into a tumor. 
Wow. So I went through chemotherapy for that. Kevin proposed while I was in the middle of chemo. I was doing chemo in Cedar sinai in LA and here at St. Vincent's when it was still downtown. Uh, my tumor shrunk. Uh, we, he proposed, we got married. And when we wanted to have kids, my oncologist was like, no way you can't have kids. You can't carry a baby. Your tumor grows from estrogen, which we knew. So I, uh, went through surrogacy, wasn't successful multiple times, IVF multiple times, wasn't successful. And then after all of that, I finally got pregnant on my own. And that was my son, Shane. And so I was still working as a wardrobe stylist and I was being given gifts after he was born, you know, to represent him, you know, mom jewelry and none of it really, you know, represented who I was. Didn't really, it just looked like something everybody else had. And I was like, I don't want the same thing that everybody has. So I, you know, being a wardrobe stylist for so many years, you're pretty resourceful. You know, you're used to directors, you know, telling you one thing, you know, at 12 o'clock at night saying, have these 120 coveralls done by the next day in this blue color that matches my American spirits or whatever. So anyways, I went up to the jewelry district and I found, knocked on doors. I found this amazing woman who uh, said she would make this customized dog tag for me that said Shane. And I wore it on a very long gold chain, heavy chain at about 24 inches. And I would wear it on set when I was a stylist and everybody would come up to me and say, what does that say? It was like an instant conversation piece. Mm -hmm. And I started making it for literally like the grips and the gaffers, like all the guys on set, they're like, my wife would like that, but she likes hearts. My wife would like that, but she likes moons. So I started making all these different shapes and customizing them for everybody as gifts. And I happened to make one for Uma Thurman and she got it the day she was shooting a Glamour magazine cover and she wore it on the cover of Glamour. And that was super helpful. Um, Sort of put me on the map as, you know, as, you know, starting to make celebrity mom jewelry, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I, who knew that this is sort of what this would turn into. It was just literally an idea in my bedroom with a, you know, a six month kid. And I was packaging and shipping all of these orders out of my bedroom. And one day my husband, Kevin looked at me and he's like, Jen, I think you should stop styling. And like, this is a business. You need to start a website. And like back in the day, no one was selling direct to consumer fine jewelry that was customizable back then. Like it wasn't really happening. So, you know, we like to say that we started it, you know, before everyone else pretty early on Uh, early adapters to, uh, you know, DTC selling fine jewelry, women's shopping for themselves, which is another thing, which is, you know, awesome. You know, it was really, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot of men buying it. And then it's really suddenly women started buying all this jewelry for themselves. Yeah. Um, I want to stop you right there because think about this. Like she started it as a new mom, right? So many women are like, I don't know when to have kids. And it's like, there's no perfect time to have kids. Right. It's like, they disrupt your whole life, but they also make you so laser focused on what you want that you started a whole business around, and because of, of having Shane, you know? And so it's like, that's super inspirational in and of itself that you're like there with the six month old. And this is how you start your business. Yeah. Like literally like holding him and like trying to tape a package. Like it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I get so many women now that come to me and say, you know, I'm so scared to do it. I don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I literally made it up as I went along. I mean, it's until a few years ago that we were like, you know, I was still, before I brought Kevin in, I was still every day. It was like fly by the seat of my pants. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. You know, like, you know, Kevin's like, Jen, we can't do that anymore. Like it doesn't work that way. You know, it hasn't been that way for a while now, but you know, in the beginning, that's really how you build a business. You trust your instincts. You know, you listen to what you think is working. I always say this too, you know, when we first started and I was going to magazines and we were trying to get editorial placement on the jewelry and, you know, I'll never forget those, some of those, you know, mean editors that would say to me, this will never, this will never work. No one wants this, you know, no one wants this jewelry. I mean, it's so funny. And then like now that's why they're an editor and you are building an empire. You know what I mean? 
about, I think it's about listening to not listening to the negativity. Like you get, I always say, if I had $5 for every time someone told me no, like I would be retired. Yeah. You know, can't make it. You're, this isn't going to work. Good luck to you. You yeah. know, all of that. And it's funny. I see some of those people now and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, it's what I'm still kicking. So it's one of those things where you have to, you can't take what other people say as also advice. That's another thing that I want to say to women out there that are wanting to start this and do this on their own. I got so much shitty advice. Oh, wait, you're going to hold that. That's the last question I ask everybody. What's the worst advice you ever get? Hold that to the last. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll hold that to the last. Remember that one. Cause there's a lot. It's just, it's not even so much that it's sort of, there's people seem to think because the way that they did it is the way that it has to be done. True. Yeah. And that's absolutely not true. That is like, that is, and especially in this day and age, like it's really all about now you have the freedom to do it however you want and to make it yours. Like you don't, you don't want to be like everybody else out there. Why would you want to emulate what someone else has already done? So you really need to, that's another thing where it's like, it's not about, you know, and I always, you know, I I always say when I sort of put my horse blinders on, that's when our company really started to grow. When I stopped looking around at what everyone else was doing and comparing myself to others and sort of like, well, that seems successful. Maybe we should do it that way, but I'm not that person. I'm not that brand. So why would that work for us? You know? And so making those mistakes and thinking that you should, you know, do it how X, Y, and Z is doing it is not the way to do it. It's entirely the opposite. You know, most of the times, yeah, you, there's maybe a couple things that might be similar and could work for you also, but there's no reason in really listening to how someone else has done it exactly. Cause you're doing something completely different. Yeah. That's where, that's where real innovation happens, right? It's like, you're building something differently and you're like, Oh wait, this can work this way too. You know, I'm a jewelry designer who makes salt. Like, what is that? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like people are yes. like, it's so weird, but it works because it's so weird. And then it's also like, it's just makes sense because I'm that weird person that happens to also love to cook yeah. and loves to eat a certain way and have a certain diet. And it's some, I, I have other health problems. You know, I'm not trying to be a health guru or a nutritionist. That's the last thing I'm trying to be like, right. I'm just myself Take and show yourself. people, you know, I made so many mistakes over the years of eating improperly and doing stupid diets and eating fake food. And that's a whole other side of the business. And now who we are as a brand, but yeah. it's a huge thing and it's a big deal. And that's why the salts are here, you know, about, you know, I'm trying to educate people about not making the same mistakes that I made because I was like this for so many years. And I, yeah. if I can help girls that are younger, not yo-yo and do all that, you know, spend, waste your money and do all those stupid things. It's really not about gimmicks or any of that stuff. It's about keeping it super simple. Yeah. This, and this is exactly what the podcast is about is like helping women give advice for women by women, because only we know what it's like to walk in a room. So let's go back to you're in your room. Kevin's like, Jen, you need to make this into a business. Right. And yeah. then you're like, okay, great. And so <laughs> how do I do that? Like, so you're growing, like, you know, how long did it take? I mean, how old is Shane now? Shane's 16. Yeah. See, and P- that's other thing. Everyone thinks it's like, oh, it's an overnight success. I'm like, just because no. you're like, no, 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 it's not an overnight success. You know, when things are happen really quickly, they can also go away really quickly. So you've been building this like, you know, foundation for a long time. And so you're going along, you're doing this. And what most people would do, and another thing I love so much about you is go and try to raise money. And you were like, mm-hmm. no. No, that's why it took us so long. Like we really wanted to do it on our own. We really wanted to like, you know, the fact that we are still this large and in it, and we have never taken outside capital is 
kind of insane, but you know, I wanted to raise my kids. I wanted to take it slow. I wanted to, you know, first I never thought it would become this large to be totally honest. And we've been really fortunate in the partnerships we've had and things that have happened that have sort of taken us into lifestyle and really has changed the brand over the last two years. But, you know, I really wanted to be around to raise my kids. Yeah. Like I knew that the moment I raised money and brought in outside capital, it would completely change the business, Yeah, you know, both into retail, everything that we would, we would having to be away and travel more. And I, I just, we made a conscious decision to sort of wait. We're like, we can do this. Like, we're just going to keep going along. And until we re- really decide to have a retail footprint across the United States and internationally, there's no reason to do it. Yeah. You know, so let's just keep it. And my kids are now in high school. They're, you know, kind of on autopilot. Shane's going to be in college and, you know, it's crazy in like a year and a half, two years. What is it? So it's sort of nuts. We really were like, okay, time to step on the gas. Right. Let's do it. You know, we're, we're talking to people now, but we haven't taken anything yet. Yeah. We really want to make sure it's the right partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It, and that's another thing. People have to be really careful. You know, everyone, you know, they do this song and dance and it, 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 it sounds perfect and wonderful. You know, you've got to be really careful and you've got to take your time. You've got to get to know these people. So when you were doing, and another thing is when you hit on it, like you were a marketing major at USC. So back there, I met Jennifer when my kids were born and I was looking for jewelry to like, you know, memorialize their names, et cetera. And so we got introduced by a mutual friend, Marcy. And I went there and I looked, I was like, this is totally what I want. And I ordered my little dog tags and I still wear them, especially when I travel, I wear them all the time. And, you know, I don't spend enough money on myself now. Cause once I had the kids, I never like, so, you know, you were, I remember meeting you and it was like, Instagram is actually kind of just burgeoning. And because you were a marketing major, you were like straight in the, to the DTC direct to consumer. And you were like on fire with Instagram and like really understanding what your customer really, you know, gravitated to, you know, um, with you. So you want to talk about how like that thing, cause that is something that nobody really, it's like everyone struggles with. Right. And there's so few people who are really so good at it now. So different now. I was such an early adapter to Instagram. You know, I'd come out of the Vogue CFDA fashion fund. Um, I remember when Ava Chen worked at Teen Vogue and then Ava went to go to Instagram and it was sort of this new platform. And, you know, we're kind of like, this is fun. This is like, cool. You get to throw up photos and like say yeah. something about it and stick it out there. And it, you know, it's everywhere so fast. So, you know, we were, we were pretty early onto the platform when it really launched and it, I still do all the social media myself. I do all the photography except for the photos of me, but I do the food f- photography. I post to the food account. I talk to everybody. I'm the one that you guys are all talking to you guys DM me asking questions, unless it's a store account, because we now have our, you know, our Beverly Hills store and our New York store. Those, uh, my team answers those DMs, but you know, there's something about being able to personalize your content for who you are. And it doesn't feel that it's, you know, being massively done by some big ad agency. I think that's why people, you know, believe in like us as a brand is I think they know that, you know, I'm behind it. And it's not so mass, you know, yet. And I I still think we'll always stay that way. We have conversations about, you know, content and bringing in the teams and what we're going to do and how it's going to change. And it's going to change soon, but I'll still be behind it. I think that there's something about a founder also being the person that, you know, sort of controls what goes out there content wise is also sort of different. You know, it's just sort of not a lot of people do it. Yeah. I do it well. People try, but, you know, it's the one thing you've been, it's very consistent. Like, you know, we... Like who 
who you are. You can see your presence on there. You know, you see, you will highlight all the women who wear it, right? From the JLo and Rihanna and Hailey Bieber. And that's amazing because, you know, they look great and they look great in your jewelry. But also it's like, you give your quotes, you know what I mean? And we get to see who you are as a person. And that is so authentic, you know, to you. Yeah, it's my mood or whatever. And that's another thing, like as a mom, I think, you know, a lot of women sort of it resonates with them too. You know, they're like, oh, you know, even today I put up two quotes this morning because I felt like it. And, you know, the messages you get back, like I needed that today, you know, thank you. So it's like, if you're doing stuff that can help other women that are kind of having like a, not a great day or yeah. are feeling sort of lost or lonely, like to me, that's why Instagram is so great. It's, I don't think, you know, it's not really about sales for me on there. It's really, it's the best communication tool there is out there for your customers. So if you're as a as a small business owner, if there's women out there that are listening to this, I think that you know really engaging with your customers and you know everybody that you're you, that you're speaking with on there. I mean, even if they're not customers yet, they'll maybe be a customer one day. You know, right. I get a lot of young girls. I get a lot of girls in college. You know, that first of all, that like want to make my banana bread or are cooking and maybe aren't customers yet, or maybe buy my salt first. And you know, it's just a nice. It's a really nice way of building a community for your brand. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a building community that's super loyal yeah. to you. Okay. So yeah. then you're building your brand and it gets to a certain point. And then at one point you end up hiring your husband. I know. <laughs> so what was that whole process like? And what exactly does Kevin do for the company? Well, Kevin is the president. Uh, Kevin worked in finance for a million years. And, you know, when things started to change for all of these guys in finance, he was like, I could just tell he wasn't very happy. And I was like, hey, I need help. You know, because every night I'd be coming home and I'd be like, I don't know what to do about this. What do I do with this? I don't know how to do this. You know, can you help me with this? And finally, it was sort of like, this just makes sense. Yeah. And originally he was coming in only to sort of help me out until we hired someone. And then it just worked. You know, I mean, it's not perfect. Let me tell you that. That's for sure. I mean, every day it's sort of like, mm. but <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to work with your spouse. You have to communicate a lot and maybe that'll change too. He might not stay forever, but right now it's working and it's great now that we're also, you know, we're talking about, you know, raising capital and going through all of that. And he's been an enormous help with going through all right. of that. So, um, it's nice to have him. No, that is, you know, one of the things that I see in a pattern, you know, with women and female founders in particular, because, you know, who knows the reasoning behind it, but it's like, we don't do our own hair. We don't do our nails. We don't watch our own kids, but for some reason on business, we think we can do it all right. And, but we can't, like, we need to hire the people who are experts. We are all an expert at one thing. you like, you were amazing at marketing and your creative and visual design. You know, I happen to have a business background. I do business. That means I can't do the social media. Like it's not, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how to do it and I'm not disciplined enough to do it. Um, I don't, you know, there's certain things and, and like, we need to hire for that. We need to have these people in place to help right. build your businesses. And look, if you can hire a woman, it's okay. If it's your husband, even better, you know, and give them that job. Because yeah, we're looking to bring a big hire in who's female. So I'm hoping this works out. Um, yeah, but you know, we, I want to have more women around me. Um, in my, I mean, we've got, I've got a lot of women around me too. We have males too, but you know, it's, it is really about, you know, hiring is so important. It's something that I was not good at until Kevin came in. Kevin, you know, we have HR now and multiple HR and, and now he's much better at, you know, recruiting and, and finding, you know, people that fit your team is, is honestly, it's the most important thing. Right. You know? I mean, I can sit here and do what I do and, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Here, but you know, it really is those people on your team that do the day-to-day for you that make it work. Like I could not, I mean, it's, 
could not do it without. And your team has grown a ton, but you also, I know that when you do, so you do your own photo shoots too now, like you are the face, you are the, all of that. For now, you know, I am for now because we did a lot of market research and people didn't want to see younger models on the website. You know, I'm 50. Yeah. Okay. The women that are 50 didn't want to see a 20 year old. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. You know, should we shoot models and have other people on the website? Maybe in the future. I'm not saying never, but right now it, it's working. Um, let's talk about now how you have grown authentically out into your brand extensions and the deals that you've done in home with like CB2 and your cooking stuff. How did that happen? Like, I love that you do this, by the way, because it was like, that's exactly what working with Jay-Z, it was like, he turned his hobbies into businesses. And it's exactly how you should be growing. And it's like such a good case study and, you know, for other people to emulate. I mean, to be honest, I never thought I'd be designing furniture for CB2. I mean, or in dishes. Like I never, I never thought that was something big that I would be doing. Um, they came to me actually. Cause you know, they're known for going, you know, doing every single collab they do is sort of one is over here, one is over here. You know, they're all very different people that they collab with, yeah. you know, like Lenny Kravitz and then like Goop and and you know, Fred Siegel, the Novogratz is like everyone is very different in their field um in creatives. So it was really cool that when we were introduced to them and I, um, we hit it off and it was just sort of like, okay, cool. You into this, I'm into this, let's do it. And I designed 108 pieces of furniture and home for CB2 on the first launch, which actually dropped February 28th, right before the world shut down for COVID. Yeah. We had our party in New York um, right before. Right. And then we went to do, we went to started a tour for it and we had to stop. So we went to, uh, Dallas and then LA, and then we had to come back because everything shut down. So it was sort of the worst timing in the world, but the best timing in the world with COVID of launching a home collaboration online where everyone could just shop and redo their homes while they're sitting at home. Yeah. So it's sort <laughs> exactly of- what happened. It's sort of crazy what happened. So we, um, the collab was very successful. And I think that also the reason why it was successful is I think the way that I ended up designing home is very similar to how I designed my jewelry. I really wanted to feel evergreen and wanted to feel that it can sort of work in any way. Like, you know, the hoops that you have on, you can wear them during the day on a podcast. You can wear them out at night, you know, Mm -hmm. they're that kind of thing. And so all of the furniture and the pieces in the collection, I really wanted people to be able to buy them and put them into, you know, whatever their color scheme is or their design style or however their house is decorated. You could throw in one of my pieces and it wouldn't be Jarring. You know, it wasn't like it was like an orange purple sofa, you know, everything was very muted and gray, black and white. And I think that was also part of the reason why it also worked is that everything was very neutral and, you know, not designed really severely in any, you know, one direction or, you know, genre and timeline. I really wanted to sort of feel timeless. Yeah. And because, and also probably with pain points that you had in your own house or what you wanted to see out there. Well, everything here, I mean, that's colorful, that photo. I mean, it's it's, everything in my house is sort of, it's very neutral. So, you know, that's how I went into this. And it was so much fun, Jen. It was honestly, it was like the time of my life being able to do it. And given the fact that the first one was so successful, we ended up doing a holiday one during COVID, still, um, which was interesting to design and shoot, which was very different from the design process of the first one. Um, which was, you know, more collaborative in person, this one, the second one, and then the third one, even, which was kitchen, um, was really everything was remote. 
the photo shoots, it was crazy. Like people are masked. It was very interesting doing nice. this in the middle of COVID. Um, but so much fun. And I'm so grateful I got to work with them. They were amazing brand partners. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I loved them. Like amazing people from Chicago. Like it, it was very different getting to work with a group of people that weren't technically like New York fashion people. Right. Um, nothing against New York fashion people, but it was like a very, oh, yeah. it was just so, you know. And then um, Jennifer Fisher Kitchen, if you're not following, I'm sure you will after listening to this. Like, so how did that evolve? That happened actually before CB2. So Jennifer Fisher Kitchen started when I started with my salts. So the salts started, I, you know, being an early adapter to Instagram and everyone was posting their damn avocado toast. I had to be, I had to do it too. So, you know, one day on my jewelry account, I put up my avocado toast. And literally more people asked what was on my avocado toast than like the hoops Rihanna was wearing in a photo before that. Right. It was kind of like, what? This is so wild. Cause I mean, what do people do three times a day? They eat normally. So it was very interesting. So I was like, it's the salt, you know, it's a salt blend. You know, I take lemons. My father ships me lemons from California and I don't like to waste food. So I grate the rind and I use every part of the lemon. And I would make, I made this salt blend because I could never find anything that I wanted to put on my eggs in the morning that didn't have garlic or onion in it. Because if you go and look for seasoned salts or flavored salts, a lot of the times those are some of the ingredients. And I, you know, when I I'm intermittent fasting a lot now, but when I was eating more breakfast, I would have eggs in the morning because of my thyroid disease. I just always did. And I, mm-hmm. I felt satisfied and I'd have, or I'd have a piece of avocado toast with an egg or whatever. So it was sort of designed for that. And then I started putting it on more things and on salads and things. And Kevin kept looking at me going, this is really good. What are you seasoning this with? And I was like, it's that yeah. salt blend. Yeah. And it's like, Hmm. And so he's like, maybe, you know, just like you, you need to start a website. Kevin's in here. So he's like, you need to, you know, maybe we need, need to sell this. Cause everyone was like, can I buy it? Can I buy it? Can I buy it? So we did it as an editor gifting for all of the editors um, at holiday uh, with like an avocado and a lemon and some chips so they can make their own avocado mash at the office. Cause you know, they're all working or used to be working crazy hours and stuck at their desks and no one needs another chocolate bar with like my logo or my face on it. So like, you know, something healthy. (laughs) So we did that and I'd never gotten more positive feedback from editor in chiefs in my life of people that are like, thank you for sending us something that's useful and delicious and won't make us feel terrible at the end of the day. So that kind of started there and we started packaging it and selling it. And I started posting, I started a a separate uh, Instagram account, Jennifer Fisher kitchen. And I literally just started documenting cooking for my family every day. You know, this is what I made tonight, you know, and originally when it started out, there was dairy in it. Um, there was some gluten in it and I was, I, my diet wasn't as clean as it is now. And it's really evolved and changed to now where I'm grain free. I'm dairy free. Um, I'm gum free. You know, I, I could go on for hours about food and all of that stuff. Read your labels, everybody, and check your almond milk. There's crap in it, you yeah. know? So it's that kind of thing. So eating better. And I, I people are, are really, it's kind of crazy how people are, are into it. So the food has become, something that's very large and we're going to continue to expand it. Uh, we're doing more product categories. We're doing um, uh, seasoning that's going to be coming soon. I probably shouldn't be saying that, but we are. And then a few more salt flavors. And then we're going to go into some other things too. So we're going to continue to grow the CPG side of the, of the business. Yeah. And we'll see where it takes us. Well, it just, again, it's like a great inspirational story because you're capitalizing on things that you could see and testing in the market. You weren't even trying to do it and people are like responding to it. And so you're like, okay, you know what? I mean, a lot of people will be like, oh, people like it when I do this, but you turned it into a business, you know, and you turn it into something like, I, that's all I like do. that. 
I know you are. You're <laughs> such a hustler. I love that. Like I've been selling chips to people my whole life. Like I was that kid who would pick your flowers in your yard and your avocados off your tree. And I'd go to your front door and bing, bing, like, would you like to buy these? And it's like, what? But I was always like growing up in Santa Barbara, like I always had a business, you know, uh, it was just who I am. My dad's the same way though. I get it from my dad. And so you, and now like we have stores, we have your first store in LA and when is the New York store opening? Well, we have a New York store. So our store on the second floor on Fifth Avenue, which right. originally was just our offices and turned into a store, yeah. um, is still there. And once the Soho store opens, we're opening on West Broadway next to Lauderay, which is so exciting um, in March, hopefully. Amazing. Hopefully. And then we're going uh, to start our next state will be Dallas or, or Texas, probably Dallas. Right. I love and it. Miami, and then Chicago. We've got a plan. So yeah. And building the entire empire. I love it. I'm so happy for you though. It's like super inspiring. And I know that there's so many women out there like listening and going, okay, wait, I can do this. Like, you know, and that's the whole point. I mean, tell me like, if there is like something that you did wrong that you wouldn't do again, like the, the advice it's like, okay. There's a lot, but there's the one thing. And I, and I say this, I say this a lot when I talk to people, I thought that I had to conform to be what like fashion is when I sort of came into all of this. And I don't know if it's because I went through the fashion, the Vogue Safety Fashion Fund so early or what it was, but I thought that I had to be something and that absolutely is not true. So you know, it's sort of one of those things where like, oh, I need to be like this because so-and-so is I not, you cannot compare yourself to anybody. The right. moment I stopped doing that and I did what I wanted to do and what I felt was right is the moment my business completely changed. Right. It just started growing because it was growing yeah. authentically to what you were doing. Exactly. It was, yeah. like, it was who I am, not me trying to be somebody else. Yeah. It's a huge mistake that a lot of people make. Don't do that guys. Like be yourself. Right. Like not even, you know, and it wasn't like it was, Oh, I was being someone else every day. I just wasn't listening to what I wanted to do. I just was looking around too much at what other people were doing thinking, Oh, maybe I need to do it this way. No. Yeah. What was the spark that made you finally open? Um, I mean, we have the store in New York, but the, like a storefront in LA. Well, Kevin and I are both from California going back there, you know, and it's, we are, you know, coastally we're New York and LA. We are, our highest shipping zip code is 90210 outside of New York. It just made sense to be in LA first um, for this point of where we are in the United States. Let's give it to them on the other coast. So if they're somewhere in between and going either way, they can make it. Um, It just made sense to do it there. And we kept going. What's funny is also where we opened in LA is not really traditionally where there are a few jewelry stores around us, which is kind of cool. But I always, I think it's important to be around beauty and like food and booze. Like we'll never be a Rodeo Drive jewelry brand. I think it's, you know, cause that's sort of who I am. Like I like food and booze. Like I like to go and get things done. Like it's, you know, it makes sense to where we are. We're on North Cannon, Beverly Hills, across from Wally's next to Dry Bar up from La Scala. Like it just made sense. We found this spot and we're like, let's just do it. Right. And it's been amazing. It's been great. Like, I'm so happy that we did it. And we built it out during COVID, which was also very interesting. Right. But it was the right move. Yeah. And now we realize that retail, you know, it's not about having a ton of stores, but we do need to have a retail footprint for people to be able to touch and feel the jewelry. Cause right. once they understand how weighted it is in the gold and how light it is and the hoops that they they're like, Oh my God, I had no idea by just looking yeah. at this online. You do. You have to like have that see and feel kind of like, yeah, yeah, you do you touch it. It's you funny know. how like it's changing. It's like retail went away and then now it's like becoming like necessary for it to come back. So people can really yeah. like understand it. Um, yeah. Amazing. Look, I can't, 
keep you all day. I wish I could. But um, so we always wrap up with one question, and that is, what is the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, God, the worst advice. No, it goes back to Jen. It goes back to that, you know, of not listening to, to things that people tell you. They're like, you should make you know, you should do colored stones or turquoise or like, it's like, why? No, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, it's like, you just, people try to tell you what they think you should be doing all the time. Don't listen to other people. Right. Like, honestly, like, and it's, I've gotten so much shitty advice years. I mean, I couldn't even tell you it's, it's crazy. Don't listen to other people. Too much. Right. It's like, listen to your authentic self grow as you want to, you know, there's always this thing about like, Oh, you got to raise all this money. You got to raise all this money. And that's success. It's like, no, that means that you haven't made the money. I understand that there's some things that require upfront money, like super, you know, heavy product related or tech related or research or whatever, but it's like, don't sell your name either. Oh, that's yeah. That's another one. Don't sell your name. Yeah. Your name. Amazing. So we have a new store coming in 22. We are in March. We have more um, from your Jennifer Fisher kitchen line coming. I love it. There's lots to look forward to. And so if people want to find you, how do they find you? They find me uh, on Instagram. We're at Jennifer Fisher Jewelry or Jennifer Fisher Kitchen. And our website is www.jenniferfisher.com. Amazing. Everyone go on there and buy some hoops, buy some salts and and stay tuned for everything else you got going. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. You're so inspirational and I'm so happy that you're doing so well. It's so great. I'll see you around the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. We run into each other in the neighborhood too with a cute little dog for the most part. Um, Everyone, (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.